Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Ingles works the left side, penetrates, flares out to Bogdanovich. Wide open, straight down the barrel, three hit it. Bogdanovich driving, kissing it off the window and in. Boyan's got 19 in the first half on nine shot attempts. Clarkson steps back for a three and hit it. Wow. The body power and strength. He was about four feet inside the three-point line. Clarkson, James Worthy, rolling hook through the lane, scores it. Maybe Magic Johnson 79-80 finals. Rolling hook. There's David Locke on the call as the Utah Jazz annihilate the San Antonio Spurs again. The Jazz win the season series 3-0. They blow them out in all three games. They blow them out twice in three games here. San Antonio's 10th in the West, and Jazz fans wouldn't be upset if San Antonio won twice and played their way into the 8th seed and played the top seed of Jazz in the opening round. I don't think the odds of that are very good at all. But it wouldn't upset anybody if it happened because, PK, that was easy. Yes, it was. <laughs> and neither one of us saw it coming. We both thought no. with rest, the Spurs could mount a better effort. They just saw them, the scouting report. They could tweak it and do better. And no, they were down 24 points at halftime. Uh, yeah, I think so. What were you saying, DJ? <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know if the audience does, but I know what you're doing. <laughs> What am I doing? Oh, there was a tweet yesterday from someone who thought you had to wake up earlier and bring it. Did you just roll out of bed? So now you're yawning like you work for a website in Berkeley that covers the Cal Bears. Boom! Yes, Yawk! I went there! Worst guest ever! That was a good guy. Because that guy actually, and that was, how long ago was that, Yawk? Four or five years ago? That guy was just ripping off yawns on the air. Yeah, and the Bears... Whoa, we got a grizzly bear. Literally, the California state flag just came to life. It's bad. I think it was a Facebook post that criticized me. No, it was a Facebook. You're right. You're right. By 7 a.m., I mean, I've been bench pressing for at least 45 minutes, as I had witnesses testify (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) Testify, people! (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, because we all thought, and Harpering was talking about it. Oh, I was right there with him. I know. He came clean. I love that. Well, you had to because we thought that the Spurs rested would give a better effort, and I can argue strongly that it was a much worse effort, particularly under the circumstances. And obviously Clarkson was on fire and bogey, and it's been a real, I don't want to say startling development, but it's been a, not even a surprise, it's just been a pleasant development to see him go and take over the role as Donovan Mitchell in terms of the leading scorer and do it so effectively. I mean, my confidence for this team, I think today, this morning, is at a season all-time high, which is a little bit crazy to say because the confidence level's been pretty high this season. But right now, I don't think that I've ever been more confident in this team having success in the postseason. Now, at the same time, I was predicting that the Spurs would give the Jazz a difficult game. So what the heck do I know? But nevertheless, <laughs> I feel a high level of confidence, and I don't care who you're playing, the Lakers, and, you know, you're not playing, as long you're not playing the Magic Lakers, I'm pretty confident that they've got a shot to have big-time success in a Western Conference playoffs. 
I'm mostly with you, but I got to admit, I'm not all the way there with you. I'm still a little worried about this team's health. They got two guys down. I thought not playing Conley back-to-back, he was going to be able to get through this and be fine. And he's been gone for coming up on a couple weeks now. But you don't need him. Donovan's been out. Yeah, you do. No, yeah. Not now. Well, no, not not now. But you got to get him back and get the rust off before you have big playoff. Oh, games. he's thirty three years old. What what rust? Run him through a couple. When of he practices. missed twenty games. When he missed twenty games last year. Last 20, year. Twenty ish. Right. Last year. Last year. He played poorly in about six games when he came back, and then he was great in that eight to ten games, whatever it was, until things shut down. And when he came back in the bubble, he was great. He was mentally prepared to be great. He had adjusted, but he needed the half dozen games to get the rust off and get good again. I don't think that uh, last year is a fair indicator. And so what? He needs the rust off. Well, that's called the first round. And it may well be. If you need Mike Conley to be at the top of his game in the first round, then you've got trouble. Where they're seated, that well could be true because it does look like, and we'll have to see who the teams are and if they're healthy, blah, blah, blah. But it does look like the four teams have pulled away. Dallas, their record's a little misleading. They seem to be better in the second half of the season than the first. And if the Lakers are healthy. So five and six could be tough series. I don't think the seven and eight seeds are. I'm still not convinced the Lakers are going to drop to seven. They might. We'll have to see. But if the Jazz hold on to the one seed where they are now, it won't matter. You know, it's, a, it's tough to beat a team and sweep a series three times in a year, except now we've seen Minnesota and Phoenix sweep the Jazz. And we've seen the Jazz sweep Memphis in San Antonio. And I may be leaving somebody out. I, I never believed it was tough. I believe if you yeah. have the better team, you do it. Not the best team, because you can only have the best team if it's more than two. So quit saying in a series, the best team wins. Because the best team doesn't win. The better team wins. Attention, grammarians. Professor Kinahan has English class in session. So... As much as the Jazz were great last night, and they were, I thought the Spurs. Guys, how about matching up on a fast break, giving Royce O'Neal a wide-open three because nobody goes to guard him? There's five of you back. Somebody get over on that side of the floor. What are you doing? I got a catch-all phrase. How about trying? Okay, there's that. And I watched NBA TV last night to go something different, see what they say. Oh, this playoff game, this playoff thing is great. Every team is playing hard. Did you just watch the game you broadcast? San Antonio looked lost. They didn't give a crap. The, the coach was worried about that tour that he's going on with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Ah. Teach your players to play defense. Clarkson and Bogdanovich combined to shoot 76% from the floor. That's outrageous. And granted, they got a lot of great looks and they made them. But even when you're getting open confidence. Looks, I have in the team all season, right now this morning, on Willie Mays' 90th birthday. The Jazz play the Denver Nuggets at home tomorrow night. On paper, it looks like far and away the most difficult game left on the schedule. Six games to go. This looks like not the better, but the best of the six teams the Jazz will face. On paper. On my computer screen. Update your sayings, buddy. On my phone. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Dame in front of Dotson. Goes behind his back. Fade away three at the buzzer. Buries it. Dame 
Damian Lillard extends the Blazers' lead to 22. He's got 32. Ojale entering to Taco Fall. Got it on the baseline against Bamba. Celtics bench wants him to go. Dribbling between his legs. Taco attacks the paint. Turns, gets Bamba up in the air, steps through and scores. And the Celtics bench goes bananas. Anderson's in the left corner. Moran on the left wing. To the left elbow. Stack back. 16-footer. Knocks it down. John Morant with another big bucket. Composo back over to Jokic at the nail. Guarded by Noel. Puts the ball on the floor. Gets down the lane. Blow by and the layup is up and in. Several games involving Western contenders last night, but all eyes on the Phoenix Suns. They were in Atlanta. They were going back-to-back after an OT game in Cleveland, and they were right there, 71-70, nine minutes to go in the third quarter. And the legs went, PK. It was over. Atlanta pulled away from 71-70 and won 135-103. to They won the second half 68-38. to Yikes. That's a beating. Yeah, it really is, uh, but they're a good team. I don't know that they're a great team. Uh, maybe they are. Remains to be seen. They'll get that opportunity to prove it. And, uh, you know, they had shots falling in that overtime, and they, outside of Booker, really, Bridges had an okay game, but nobody else really did anything special. And then the Hawks are decent. I mean, they're, like, I forget what it was. 23 and 23 and 10 now with Nate McMillan in charge. Everything has changed. They were terrible and they are now. That was a great television show. Nate McMillan in charge. I always loved that show. (laughs) That's a uh, 23 10. That's better than a 55 win pace over the course of a season. Why do you do that over time? You're dumb paces. Yeah, that's a. (laughs) Atlanta's killing it. Now, watch them. They'll check out to the Knicks in the first round, but Atlanta's killing it. I got some nice players. So the Phoenix Suns are now one game behind the Jazz. They lose. They drop a game behind the Jazz with six to go. They got the tiebreaker, but they're going to have to outperform the Jazz here in the final half dozen games. And they're on the road for four of them. So we'll see if they're able to pull this off. Well, I watched the Suns postgame show, and they're talking about how, you know, the schedule from here on out, you don't know who's going to play. But mm-hmm. on paper, mm-hmm. it uh, is a uh, pretty difficult. I don't think they have any non-playoff teams left, if I remember what uh, Eddie Johnson, the old sharpshooter, was talking about. Uh, So, what does that mean? If they get an opportunity to succeed, well, then they'll go into the postseason with a ton of momentum. And I thought if the Suns won last night, they would win the conference, but obviously they didn't. Right. They they play the Knicks Friday night while the Jazz are playing the Denver Nuggets. And while they do play all the playoff teams, that generously includes a new play-in because they wrap up with two games in San Antonio. So we'll see if the Spurs have anything on the table in those last two games. Right now they're sitting in the 10th spot. Maybe they will have pulled away from the Pelicans and clinched it and have nothing to go for at that point. We'll have to see. And I don't, the, the Lakers, okay, the Lakers are a playoff team, but they don't have LeBron in their they're playing them Sunday. LeBron right, hasn't that's what been I'm saying. I don't know Sunday. who's going right. to play. I just said, as you said, on paper. On but paper. I would like to upda- update that because I think on paper is an old, just, uh, it's it's too too old of a phrase. It's like I was listening the other day, and that you know, song in theory, "Call Me" came on. Would it be like today instead of "Call Me"? Would it be "Text Me," "Message Me" on Instagram? No. What exactly would it be if DM that song me. came out to? DM me 
My life, DM me, DM me anytime. Well, that's what it would have to be now, right? Now, call me. Who calls? Get out of town. You get a phone call. Well, your first thing you look at, you see, oh, my, it's a family member. Who died? Okay, PK, here's a good one. Slide into my DMs. Slide into my DMs! It's a little wordy, but I think you'd have to do it. Portland beat Cleveland. I guess Cleveland was gassed just like Phoenix was gassed. Portland won 141-105. to 105. So Phoenix and Cleveland play that overtime game, and then Phoenix goes off and gives up 135 points, and the Cavs go off and give up 141 points. Now they suck because they were able to get home and they didn't have to travel. They're just not good. Portland rolling to the victory, which, of course, is intriguing because Portland is in that three-way race for fifth in the West, Dallas, L.A., the Lakers, and the Portland Trailblazers, three teams separated by a half game, 5-6-7. Portland is the seventh team a half game back to the other two right now, but got a little work done last night with that win. And the Denver Nuggets also won in New York. They win 113-97. to The Joker with 32 points and 12 rebounds in that game. So, I don't think that was in New York. I think it was, it was in Denver. Denver. It was in Denver. It was at altitude. And Knicks got beat. The uh, Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving have been fined $35,000 each for violating the NBA's media access rules. The fines result from Irving's repeated refusal to participate in post-game media availability. Rules require players to be made available upon request before or after games. I wonder when he's like 50 and nobody gives a crap what he thinks, if he's going to realize, why did I have to make things so difficult? Probably. I hope he ends up in the media, ex-athlete on TV somewhere, doing Nets post-game shows or something. So you have something to do, stay around the sport. That'd be great. Mm, I think you got to be at least somewhat uh, friendly. you got to be somewhat friendly. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, might go to somebody else. Milwaukee Bucks want to sign former BYU guard Elijah Bryant and bring him back stateside immediately. He's been playing in Israel, doesn't have a buyout in his contract, and released to make the move would have to be negotiated. Knicks have agreed in principle to sign an Argentine guard. He's what, Luca Vildoza? How'd I do? As well as I would. All right, good. Four uh, years, yeah. thirteen million. I looked him up, but so many of these guys. He's twenty-five years old, six-three. Mm-hmm. Because I saw that yesterday, I had no idea who he was. But so many of them have modest statistics when they yep. play. Oh yeah, forty-minute games, and it's hard to figure out. But they obviously think he's uh, some type of a player, and decent size. Wiry kind of guy. Saw some little film available on him, but I, I mean, I don't know. But that's it. And it's not a ton of money either by any stretch. Four years, $13 million. It's a modest number. Yeah. You look at the what the, the exception is, and you're like, wow, this guy's getting $3 million a year. But for him, he gets to be in the NBA, prove he can do it, and it's still a pile of money in real life, so right. good for him. Sure. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Knowing Eric, and and I think I know him fairly well, if he has a grudge, whether it be against the organization or a player or an an arch rival or family, friends, he ain't budging. I don't see him coming back and and saying, if this is not resolved, however, whatever the issue is, if it's not resolved, or even if it's resolved, but... He feels like they got one up on him. He ain't going to play. 
Nolan Aaron, he would he would sit. That's Brett Favre on a uh, podcast there. The Packers have begun exploring quarterbacks they can add to the roster for the upcoming organized team activities and training camp because they just don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Officially, his status with the club is currently unknown. Well, Favre knows him, obviously, and uh, he has, uh, speaking of Rodgers, grudges because he's had some family issues there. Falling out that has not been repaired over a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a tough one right there. Uh, his brother, I think, is, a, is his brother a quarterback coach, too? Yeah, Jordan Rogers. yep. Yeah, yeah. And played? did he play a little bit as a backup? Uh, but there's some issues there. So went to Cincinnati, if I recall. Maybe if uh, – I thought he went to UTEP. Well, he, in, NFL played in Cincinnati. Sorry. Oh, 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 UTEP gotcha. in college, you're right. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I think that uh, there's a possibility there. It seems outrageous at his at his advanced age, but I gotta believe Favre knows what he's talking about to an extent. Jacksonville Jaguars have reportedly fired four longtime staff members. Urban Meyer putting his stamp on the organization. Assistant Director of Player Personnel Andy Dengler out. Chris Driggers, Director of Pro Personnel Mark Ellens, Director of College Scouting. Paul Royal, assistant director of college scouting, all four fired on Monday, a combined 66 years of experience. Driggers, one of six remaining staff members who joined the franchise back in 1994. The well, it sucks for those guys, but it's not exactly like they were winning. Nope. And there was a shortage of talent, especially at key possession positions, and there you go. You're running player personnel and college scouting. You kind of get it. Yeah. Not that outrageous. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The line first pitch. A swing and a line drive. It is caught by the shortstop, Barrios. And John Means has done it in Seattle. He has thrown a no-hitter as the Orioles take down the Mariners 6 to nothing. John Means joins the elite ranks of Orioles pitchers who have thrown a no-hitter. It is the first individual no-hitter since Jim Palmer in 1969. The first overall no-hitter since 1991 in Oakland. And today, a day that John Means will never forget, Cinco de Mayo, a no-hitter for Means as the Orioles come rushing out of the dugout, out of the bullpen, Hugs all around. Means has done it. He has thrown a no-hitter against the Seattle Mariners. It could have been a perfect game, PK. He's got to settle for settle for a no-hitter. Strike three, wild pitch. Runner makes it to first base, and that wrecks the perfect game. And it, they even got him out, so they didn't have a, a runner left on base. He faced the minimum 27, but... There was somebody on base, so it's not a perfect game. Are you upset that you can get to first base on a on a strike three? No. Well, you, you can you can only do it under certain circumstances. If it if first base it occupied with less than two outs, you can't. So it's just one of these quirky rules of the game. But if yep. you look at John by any means, he didn't exactly look disappointed <laughs> in that situation there. He was dominant. And the Baltimore Orioles, they've sucked here recently, obviously, but they have one of the better franchises. The first no-hitter by an individual, I'm meaning, obviously, they must have had some team no-hitters. Yeah, the bullpen came in and finished uh, it off. But Jim Palmer in 69, I mean, that, that uh, that's a great organization. Not here recently, as I say, but that's a long, long time ago, man. 
what uh, 50 years so 50 52 years yeah that that really struck me as surprising when i heard that now we all jim palmer was one of the best guys ever right in the hall of fame uh, scottsdale kid arizona state although he did not play ball there he was going to go but uh, the coach said uh, you should get to some summer ball before you get to ASU. He kicked butt in the summer league, and he got drafted. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oops. And he's adopted. One of your uh, successful adoption stories, Jim Palmer. I don't know how many people. But he's a local guy in Arizona, and everybody used to talk about him when I was a kid. That's why I know that. But uh, Means had it going on. Good for him. So he gets a no-hitter first since uh, by an individual pitcher since 69. The Padres had one about three weeks ago, which was their first ever, and they started in 69. So cleaning up some long streaks here. People getting their no-nos. The Padres got a win. They beat the Pirates 4-2. to They're going to play a series with the Giants for first place in the National League West. The Giants have the top spot despite a 6-5 loss to the Rockies. And the Dodgers have now lost 13 out of 17. Cubs beat them 6-5. The Dodgers have dropped to third in the West after an awesome 13-2 start when they were going to win 140 games or something ridiculous. Suddenly, they've gone 4-13 in PK. Half those losses, you can easily pin on the bullpen. Some seventh, uh, I think it was one seventh inning collapse, but it's mostly eighth, ninth, and, and like five extra inning games, including games where they've had the lead twice in extra innings and couldn't do it. The bullpen's been a disaster. Yeah, but I don't know about uh, extra inning leads when you start a runner on second base. I don't think that's a fair assessment where they've had the lead in extra innings. If you want the lead in extra innings, you better score two or three runs minimum because. You know, you don't even need to get a hit, literally, to score a run in extra innings. So it's a little bit misleading. But that was going to be the weakness if there was one. Uh, they, don't, they don't have the best defensive club, and they've had a couple of games. I think it's been more team-oriented, too. There have been some games where they haven't hit. It's a funny game. Uh, I flicked it on after the uh, Jazz game because uh, it was on the ESPN. And Jock Peterson, the former Dodger, thinks he hits a game winner in OT but it's just like a warning track, and he flips the bat, and he looks at the dugout, and he's going to start to go in his jog. And Mookie Betts was like five feet from the wall. <laughs> really wasn't even close. And then Rizzo gets a double play, but he doesn't step on the base, so he throws ahead. Oh, yeah, and he was like at half a foot away, and they tagged the runner for going from first to second, but because he didn't step on first, they didn't get the batter out, and uh, the Dodgers scored. But then he comes up with the winning hit. One of those crazy deals. The Reds, good news, bad news, good news. They beat the White Sox one to nothing. Bad news, they lose Joey Votto. He's going to miss a month. He broke his thumb in the win. So, yeah. Reds losing a little firepower right there. Sure. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, Grand Slam as Atlanta beat the Nationals 5-3. to And Didi Gregorius, Grand Slam, eighth of his career as the Phillies beat the Brewers 5-4. to and the Bees, you ready for some baseball? Yeah, good news. Back tonight, first pitch, 635. Steve Klauke on the call on 1280 The Zone. At Smith Ballpark against the Reno Aces tonight. It's the Diamondbacks AAA. What are they letting in, 3,000? Is that what it is? I believe right around that number, yeah. Going 20%, yeah. huh? Yep. And this will be the... Uh... Summer like weather, so I yeah. don't know what the ticket situation is, but if you've got an opportunity to get out to the ballpark, 
you can hear the game right here on the zone at uh, 635 and they probably have a little, they got a pregame right yeah 630 they go they'll go live you can go to slbs.com see what tickets are remaining if there are any yeah so it's glad to have him back you know last summer for me anyway was the first summer since i moved here that i haven't been out to that ballpark because that ballpark opened i think the year that i moved here it did yeah, and so at multiple times you go out, and obviously last year you couldn't do it, so I'm excited for it. Uh, some of the other, and they, they've revamped the uh, whole, there's no Pacific Coast League anymore, and some of the other leagues started earlier, and this version of the West Coast AAA is getting under underway tonight, and that's great. What is Treading is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, Craig Bullerjack's going to join us at 8.30 and Joe Ingles at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. So look forward to that. We will have Joe coming up at 9. The question of the day is next. Stay with us. The Big Show show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Different athletes have wanted parts of the franchise before. Didn't you get 15 points in your uh, semi-pro hockey team? Didn't you you get 15% of that club? (laughs) No, I didn't. But I was, uh, I don't want to get into it. What was the name of the goalie you had on that team there, Gordon? Well, for a couple years it was Bill Puxley. But, you know, I uh, I, I sort of, we've parted ways. I haven't really kept up with him. Bill Puxley. (laughs) Man, he could really stop that puck. (laughs) Not to be confused with the right winger, John Ice Nettington. (laughs) Catch the Big Show weekday from 2 to 7, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes to Toast, brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury hasn't. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Question of the day, inspired by yet another convincing victory over the Spurs, combined with that Suns loss. The Jazz are back in first place. One game in front of Phoenix with six games left. All is well, question mark. Brian says Phoenix will lose two more times to close out the season. I can't see the Jazz losing three, so it's looking good. All right. Phoenix also plays the Spurs the last two games, so we'll see what happens. Yes, we will, but I don't really care about what Phoenix does. I'm looking about the Jazz. Right now, I stand by my statement earlier. I believe this morning, on Willie Mays' 90th birthday, the greatest baseball player ever to be born, that I feel the most confidence for the Jazz success in the postseason than I felt all season. I'd be with you if the Jazz didn't have two starters, two all-stars over there, not healthy on the bench. One of them kind of unexpectedly in my mind, and the other one for longer than I expected. That's the very reason why I feel this confident. Ironically, I wouldn't feel as confident if they were back right now because I don't think Bogdanovich gets in the flow as much as he can and has and has been doing and did. He was struggling for a good portion of the season. Now he is lighting it up. While they've been out because of the increased opportunity, he's been able to reestablish his shooting confidence. 
it had gone. It had deserted him to the point where he even talked about it. And, and I don't have any problem acknowledging the obvious. We all knew it anyway. And so he's got that back, and he's got that back in abundance. I have to believe, and I didn't follow his career that closely uh, when he was in the Eastern Conference, obviously, but I have to believe right now today he feels like he's playing the best ball he's ever played in the NBA. And that's a great sign. He goes into the postseason his most confident. And Joe Ingles, it's the same thing with him. They had on ESPN, he he leads the league in left-handed bounce passes by a foreign-born player or something, some crazy stat that he wasn't even aware of. He's playing well. Niang is getting an opportunity that he wouldn't have gotten with those two players in there. Now, I'm assuming, and maybe it's too much of an assumption, but I'm assuming those two players come back and do what they do, and in their absences, I've got other guys who have stepped up and raised their game to where they should be. Philly Cup, there's no reason why George Na- Jordan Nag shouldn't be the most confident he's ever been as an NBA player right now today. So you combine all that, that leads me to believe that I have the most confidence that I've had all season in this team right now. The stat Joe Ingles leads the league in is not left-handed bounce passes by a foreign-born player. Although I would love that stat. Joe would probably do quite well. True shooting percentage. And ESPN did a big thing on it, and Joe dropped the line. I honestly Googled it one time trying to figure out what they're talking about, and I had no bleeping ideas still after reading it. I didn't understand it when they said it. I didn't understand it when I Googled it. That's just people getting bored. So let's reinvent the wheel. And come up, I'm smarter than you, so I've come up with a new stat, blah, 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 blah. And do, do we really need to look at that stuff to know he's playing the best he's ever played? Doesn't the eye test tell you? In the simple stats tell you what he's doing? I mean, in 10 years, they'll have some other stats because people will be bored with that and, and have to be smarter than the next guy. And good, good on them. Come up with as many stats as you want. Uh, it boils down to how good you are out on the floor. So he's playing well. He stepped up his game, and he does so many things. As he said on our show once, he thought one of the reasons if he didn't make it in the league is because he was pretty good at everything and not great at some stuff, and you need to have some greatness in you to be in this league and be a player on this league and be a, a very good player on a team with the best record in the league. And he's got it. So these two come back. There's no reason why they don't come back and play well. I got the most confidence. Now, what does that mean? I mean, I can have the most confidence in the Houston Rockets today than I've had all season. They're still going nowhere. So I don't know where they're going, but I can honestly say I have the most confidence in them today than I've had all season. We got people weighing in with a wide range of answers. We got cynics and critics out there. Neil. Where are all those woe-is-me doomsday prophets? The fans batting down the hatches, preparing for the inevitable doom. I hope they're in Hilldale. Leroy says, all's well that ends well. Ask me in six games. That won't actually be the end. It'll be the end of the regular season, but just, just ups, the the, beginning. ups the stakes at that point. We've only just begun. To play in the playoffs. Craig says four wins out of the next six should do it. He's counted down to the top spot. 
You have multiple people here penciling the Suns in for two losses. Here, Blair, here's a little negativity. The Lakers, the Clippers, even Phoenix. They still don't fear the Jazz in the seven-game series. The Jazz have not earned it yet. They need to go deep this year, then win all the games they're supposed to win next year to be seen as a real threat, not just a pesky obstacle to be overcome in the playoffs. Yeah, if they win it all this year, I, I think they'll be feared next year, but that's nothing to be worried about next season by any stretch right now. Jonathan's in full-on wait-and-see mode. Let's beat the Nuggets on Friday, and then we can assess how we feel. Season has been a bit of a roller coaster. That a game could coaster. accelerate the hopes if they win, and yes. They got the best record in the league, and it's been a roller coaster? Oh, absolutely. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anytime they go through a stretch where they don't win some games, when they win a 20 out of 21, everyone's feeling great. But they go through a stretch of 500 basketball, and the negativity and the doomsday stuff is right there. We've been, been reading it and seeing it all year. That's you personally have team, not. Then. You personally have not. But the stuff we see on social media, fans have absolutely ridden the, ridden the well, roller coaster. That's every team in the history of any professional sport. And I think there's some truth to that. I think the Lakers are riding the roller coaster big time. They're the defending champions. Okay, but, but if and you're if not they're doing, healthy, if, everybody's picking them. But they're not. If healthy. it's nothing different than every other team, then it's not news. Do you think Phoenix? What do you think the the fan base in Phoenix is thinking? Because they're really the parallel to the Jazz. They got a great record. They've had more health than most of the league, and they have no history, no recent history of winning the playoffs. They don't have a guy in their roster who's done it the way the Lakers have. Well, the Lakers are the defending champs, but the way the Clippers have Kawhi and the Nets have Durant. Guys who've done it. They've been to the mountaintop. They know what it takes. Well, then put in Milwaukee and yes. and, and Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and that, that that's my I whole sure. thing. That the, if you're w- one of many, then there's nothing to it. That's just the way it is. And in this league, that's the way it is all the time, because hardly anybody wins. This is the most predictable sports league at the professional level that we have. And so, just a few guys win it, and they win often. And it's been that way. Oh, only since the days of Bill Russell. <laughs> So, how's that? This is not news. It was literally like that before Bill Russell. But I get your point for a long, 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 I don't long ha- time. I, I don't know who played before Bill Russell. George Mikan and the Minneapolis Lakers won five titles in six years. I don't even know that. I would, uh, I've heard of the name, yeah. and I knew the Lakers were in Minnesota, but there's no way I could have told you they won five titles in six years. But good for George. He was recognized as the first dominant big man when dominant big men used to be they the gold the league. ticket. Yeah, they yeah. were the golden ticket. They ruled but the league. But that's changed so much now. So I, you got to give me something that's different. If it's just if it's standard, then we don't get on the radio here and talk about stuff that's standard. That's boring. Go find out what Jill Biden did to save the world when she was in town yesterday. Flick the station. We got to give him something that's not the, the standard. That everybody's a roller coaster. Then, then nobody's accomplished anything except for three guys. Scott says, "I'm not sure. There's a balance between having health and chemistry. Mitchell and Conley need playing time to shake off some of the rust. Can they just show up cold turkey after all this time off and return immediately to dominance?" 
Well, it's the first round. Did I need them to be dominant when I've got Bogdanovich and Clarkson and Joe doing their thing and Niang playing the best and Rudy's mm. consistent and he gives you all that stuff? So won't the playoffs allow for that? Isn't it set up? Isn't the format set up? And Mitchell is going to go from 0 to 100 just because he played in the first round? I don't think he's going to be at 0. I don't think Conley's going to be at 0. They're going to be at least 50 on a scale of one of zero to 100 in the first round. And if I got all these other guys doing that, isn't that good enough? And so the system will allow them to have those break-in games or comeback games or however you want to phrase it. So what are we worried about here? Man, I, I'm telling you, July 28th, it's going to be so hot, and my air conditioner is going to break down in my car, in my house, and the portable fans won't work. Why don't I just worry about a bunch of crap that's probably not going to happen? Come on, people! My goodness! I do think, and I said this in the last segment, I do think that if they don't come back until the playoffs, the first round could be more forgiving than a lot of people expect. The Jazz are crushing it against some of these teams that are sitting between 7 and 10. And it looks like the Jazz, they haven't clinched it yet, but it looks like they're going to have one of the top two picks. They only need to go 3-3, three and three, and they've got three terrible teams on the schedule. Houston's awful. Oklahoma yeah. City is yeah. horrific. And I'm forgetting who the other one is. Doesn't but, oh, Sacramento. Break, it's Sacramento. Break down the schedule tomorrow. They'll, well, wait till Saturday actually they should, to do it. They should crush those three teams. So they should be top two. They should get seven or eight. And yes, there's a chance the Lakers will be there. But there's a better chance they're going to be facing a team that they've dominated like the Grizzlies. So the first round could be pretty forgiving and help these guys get back into, uh, get back into top form. It's all set up. The door's open. All you got to do is walk through it. It's right there for you. How do you not have the most confidence that you've had in the Jazz all season than right now? Because Mitchell and Conley are hurt. That's the only thing I get that people could be hanging on right now. That's that's the thing. But their hurtness has allowed these other guys to flourish. Yes. That's the point that I'm trying to make. I would say the other thing, and I don't know how the audience, I haven't really heard people talk about this, but we have seen with Joe. And it's true with Joe, and it might be true with Bogey, and we will get to it next. DJ no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold what? on. We got called out last night by an expert. No. To get, yes, an expert. All right, we got to get to both of these things next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. All right, PK's been talking about he's got the most confidence in the Jazz he's had all year. His confidence cup overfloweth. Me dialing it back, worried about a couple of the injuries, getting those guys healthy and getting them to fit in. Acknowledging, though, that the first round could be good for that. The first round matchup may not as be as difficult as uh, what some teams are going to face. Jazz could be setting themselves up for something uh, a little easier in the opening round. I'll have to see how that plays out because we can't really predict that whole 7 through 10 play-in thing. That's a bit of a wild card that well, we can't predict right now. So, PK, the thing about reincorporating the two guys and you're saying, yeah, but these other guys have got it figured out, the problem is... We've seen Joe go off when he gets a bigger role, when either Donovan is out or when Conley is out. Right now they're both out, and he had 
14 points and seven assists last night. He looked great, hit some big threes. Uh, he's going to join us at 9 o'clock this morning, top of the 9 o'clock hour. But we've also seen that when both those guys come back, his role's reduced, his touches are reduced, his shots go down, his points go down, all the stats sink, and the other guys are running the show, and he seems to you know, let them run the show, and his impact is lessened. And so I'm wondering if that's going to happen with Bogey. That may not. The ball may go to him on the wing, and he may decide, I'm taking this guy to the hoop. And he may just catch and shoot threes just like they're layups. He's playing with his most confidence of the season. And I don't know that he's the healthiest he's been. It's in the last week. They've had shots of him during the game holding the wrist because it's gotten hit or he's fallen on it or whatever. So I don't know that it's just a health thing with him. He's just clearly more confident. And he's scoring more waves. A few post-ups, a few drives to the rim, threes, transition threes, free throws. He's doing it all. I wonder if that will continue when Donovan comes back and inevitably he gets fewer touches and fewer shots. It may. He may sustain a confidence. He doesn't, you know, not necessarily he's going to go the same way as Joe, but we haven't really seen this before, so I got nothing to go on here. You know, what am I going to do with all of it? It's just, it's it's going to make me do things that I don't want to do. I mean, come on. I want guys playing with their utmost confidence. I'm not worried about stats. I'm worried about them having confidence so when the ball comes to them, whether it's five times or 25 times, that they know what to do with it and they believe they can get the job done and they maintain that level of confidence that you need to succeed. That, that, that's up for the coaches to figure out then. That's, I want everybody playing with a high level of confidence, and right now I got that because Conley is a 33-year-old dude who's been in the league seemingly forever. And so he's not going to have lack for any confidence. And Mitchell, part of his greatness is his bodaciousness and his desire to be the greatest. We're not losing in the first round forever. I'm sick of that. We're done with that. In order to make that statement, you have to be the leader and you have to have a ton of confidence. So he's going to come back and do what he does. And the other guys, all right, so they're not, they don't have as many opportunities, but they're still playing high-level basketball with a high level of confidence, and they win the game. And who cares what your stats are in the postseason if you win the game? That's all that matters. <sighs> win four each time, and you move on. That's, that's, if that's what I'm worried about, man, I'm in a great spot. Your license plate would work for the playoffs. Four for four. Three fours. That would, that would work. Four, four, four. Yeah. Go four for four in the playoffs. Plan the parade, and away we and go. And when you see that other one driving around town that says, I love PK, all right, I've seen it now about 20 times. People have sent it to me. The guy loves me. <laughs> Do you blame him? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we were called out. Yes. Oh, do, we, yeah. do we have time for this? We're up against another break. This uh, is a short we can segment. do it in the next break if you want. That's you guys. Okay, I just want to know. We're going to go to break. I want to know, though, who called us out. That's all I want to know. We don't have I'll to get into what hint. it was. I'll give you a hint. He's a weekly guest. Buy one, get one free. Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that. Well, I had two <laughs> options, and Tim Lacombe just went away. <laughs> a pretty good impression of the Donovan call. Uh, yes, we were called out, and he 
It, I don't know that he was listening. It was something we said yesterday. And and the reason why I want to bring it up in all uh, full awareness or whatever I'm uh, looking for, uh, transparency, I guess, is they were calling you out more than me. So <laughs> There's also a call to action in that call out, too. A call to action! Yes. Pick and up the phone. Call basketball experts now. 1-800-TRUE-HOOP. Uh, no, oh, that's eight, isn't it? Dog got what, it. Uh, what's our phone yeah, number? Uh, 855-340-ZONE. Yeah, 855-340-ZONE. Yeah, all right, well, I can't find out to find out what this is all about. Not the first time David Locke thought I was wrong, so. And it, I'm, I don't think he was listening, and somebody, and I'm going to, I'm not going to give you the name because that's unfair, uh, but somebody, I think somebody brought it to his attention, like, what are those guys talking about? But I won't, I will not say the name, so that's not going to happen. It was Clint, wasn't it? <laughs> that got yacht going. Ha <laughs> ha! No, no, oh no, no, no! I'll tell you off the off the air if you want to know, but uh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna do it on the air. All right. So, well, I can't wait to find out what this is all about. Now I know it's David Locke. He's not on till tomorrow, though. All right. Well, we'll we'll hash it out next, and then we'll hash it out again tomorrow. Apparently. Uh, so that's next. Bowler at eight thirty. Joe Ingles at nine o'clock. Right here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone.